Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This podcast is a Royfield Brown production. Find others on iTunes. All right. Yeah, I know. Hi, I'm Alexandra Banitza, Lukanka, Sofia, Gwivec, Tanyu. Quick marry me before Brexit. <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> uh, hi. I'm Alexandra Banitza Lukanka, Sofia Gwivec Danube. Quick marry me before Brexit Viktorova, but you can call me Lexi. When I'm not strawberry picking, getting English lessons from Kirsty, working in Grey Gables, getting taken up Lakey Hill by Roy, or carrying Ian and Adam's baby, I like to listen to Dumby Dum. Fucking hell, that's a mouthful. <laughs> I'll do it again. Dum di dum di dum di dum dum di dum di da da dum di dum di dum di dum dum di diddly dum dum di diddly dum di diddly dum di diddly dum dum di dum di dum di dum dum di diddly dum. Hey, dum di dum. This is Dr. Nicola Headlam here. I'm a third time caller inner and half of the Academic Archers Organising Committee. I don't know if this is allowed, but we are very keen for Dumpty Dummers to join us at Academic Archers 2018, as you are the most knowledgeable and rudest corner of the Archers <laughs> fandom. And we would rather have real fans with us at the British Library on the 17th of February. So if you sign up on Eventbrite with the code Dumpty Dum, all lowercase, all one word, there's a 15% discount in it for you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> This is Dumpty Dum, the show about the reality docudrama that is centred on Ambridge in the heart of the Midlands. I am the happy family meet-up and the bull that is Robert Wilson. And with me, I have the barroom brawl that Mr. is... Mr Freeman. And the last part of the Grundy Girls Go Coyote Ugly is you. This week's Dumpty Dum is from Nicola Headlam. Uh, we played it three weeks in a row, but for a good reason. Get get on Eventbrite and spend your money and go and see it, because we are the rudest, biggest fans of the Archers. She tells no lie. Yes. Lucy, if someone else wants to send us a Dumpty Dum, how can they do that? If you would like to sing us a Dumpty Dum, leave us a plot prediction, or describe competing in a quiz against Lily and Josh as intellectual combat. <laughs> God, it's like... Oh being against a sponge cake then call us on 0203 031 3105 
or leave us a message on SpeakPipe. Thank you to Cosmo for his podcast roundups. Andrew doing the Dumpty Dogs, Shambridge for her voices, Mike Hatton for his character counts, and Derek, of course, for the loan in the back bedroom. Derek has been at Aqua Aerobics this morning. He copied Toby and got some budgie smugglers. Ooh. But sadly, Derek's distracted the Ooh. class as his budgie kept digging its little bell. <laughs> and kept falling off the ladder, I presume. <laughs> On this week's episode, we hear views from Jojo's Sexy Heels, Blythe Spirit, Witherspoon, Madison, Helen and Leslie. But first, before the calls, let's brace ourselves for Lucy V. Freeman's Week in Ambridge. <laughs> We began the week in denial with Jenny, darling. We agreed we wouldn't dwell on the fact that you've poisoned the river and the whole village hates us. We have the whole family behind us, said Jenny comfortably, waving knives. This week, we definitely hit peak Jenny, darling. She dismissed Krusty as not knowing how to talk to her elders and betters. Betters? You're the unemployed daughter of a barmaid, love. At least Krusty counts flip-flops for a living. Brian's silverback mates are reversing <laughs> away from him faster than customers backing out of the Bridge Farm car park when there's a kefir tasting on. He is no longer winning Borchester Businessman of the Year, but he did win Human Contaminant 2018, which is surely worth having. The Echo are going to send out a photographer to take a picture of him in trunk standing in the river holding a fish with two heads while his legs turn green. Anyway, the Echo decided <laughs> to give the award to someone slightly less risky. Harvey Weinstein. Do you understand <laughs> that we're having a tiny human being, said Toby. Yes, I am used to talking to something with an underdeveloped titchy brain, Toby, said Pip. <laughs> we had another strange interlude this week involving Joe Grundy. Maybe the new editor is going to rename the archers Getting Pensioners Out of Cars. It was Nick Grundy's turn this time to <laughs> haul Joe out. It's just attention-seeking on behalf of the older generation in Ambridge. As soon as no one's taking enough notice of them, they rush outside, get in the nearest vehicle, shove the seat forward and wedge themselves firmly in between the dashboard and the seat, then scream blue murder. Some of them are getting so adept at it, they need heavy machinery and a blob of KY to get them out. There was more pregnancy rubbish with Toby going for Borchester baby daddy of the year. Apparently Pip needs to do Aquafit. What the flaming hell does she need to do that for? She bench presses heifers for a living. Why does she need to <laughs> prance about waving a bright pink foam weight to the tune of Desposito while Auntie Cardboard stands next to her worrying whether the gusset's gone in her M&S lycra? Brian is adopting the family tradition of sleuthing, wildly inaccurate sleuthing. He is trying to track down the builder who did the toxic dump in the field. Now, listen to this. He described <laughs> him as thin, quite tall, called Bob, told really dirty jokes and used to go to the Crown on Felpersham Road. It was after about 15 oh. minutes that Neil mentioned that he had a beard like a bloke from ZZ Top. From ZZ Top! <laughs> and he didn't mention that first, and surely he'd be called ZZ Bob. Honestly, there is nothing builders like better than a nickname. We had a builder who only had three fingers and called himself Kit Kat. Anyway, there is trouble <laughs> at the bull. The bull had a really crap idea for a Valentine's Day event and the second most boring venue in the world, the Tea Rooms, stole it. Honestly, those poor buggers in Ambridge, I'm amazed the suicide rate's not higher, to be frank, when the only option available to them on Valentine's Day is Jolene barking questions at them about which athlete's foot preparation their other half prefers. 
Toby the idiot has volunteered to help out with the cows. I wouldn't leave him in charge of a deck chair, let alone a cow personally, in the middle of producing another cow. Pip said he'd be good at it because he knows about geese. So he's just going to pretend that the cows are furry geese that walk around on all fours? This sounds fanciful even for Pip, who's on planet Nutter most of the time. Susan is engaged in a one-woman crusade to find Pat. It's like Where's Wally, but with leeks. Helen said, for goodness sake, Susan, give mum a break. She's far too busy to milk the goats when you want her to because she's looking after my children while I rearrange the hemp deodorant in the shop. (laughs) Alice, the wedding planning farm saleswoman astrophysicist, enjoyed a works do. She really enjoyed it, so much so she didn't come home. And when she did, she smelled like an odd bins and had her top on back to front. And the Brookfield inmates had a day out to go and see a new milking parlour. Pip got very excited about the rapid exit technology. It was a door, Pip. (laughs) They don't have them at Brookfield. The whole thing's covered in holes where David's just rammed his head into the wall to get in and out. So in their excitement, they went down to the ball for a quiet drink, only to find Nick Grundy straddling the bar with Emma's hair extension in her fist while she banged her face on the bar. Oh, they've got some class, those Grundy girls. They make Tracy Horobin look like the Duchess of Devonshire. And long may it continue. There's nothing we like better than a feud, even if it is on behalf of the Chuckle Brothers. The end. (laughs) oh dear worth falling down the stairs for any day of the week thanks lucy yes should we update people on today's accident (laughs) we've got rid of the the groin strain or whatever it was what was it before i know i was only just having a a conversation with my colleague in the office saying well well my bruised pubis is fine i don't think i'll need a hernia operation I can resume normal duties with my nether regions. And then you fell down the stairs. Uh, which is stasis. Yeah, and then I fell down the <laughs> stairs. It was only two stairs, but they're, but they're stone and they were slippy and it bleeding hurt, I tell you. But I filled in the accident book, uh, so we're all right with Rosper and uh, uh, Did you have Rydor. to put bruised pubis in the accident book? No, I didn't have that accident oh, at work. Wouldn't that have been good, though? <laughs> bruised pubis. I might just go and do it now. <laughs> Bruised pubis, and then my oh no! Can I can I tell you that? No, I can't tell you that. Go but on. Um, someone else was telling me about that they had um, <laughs> they had an infected epididymis. Where's that? You know, a gentleman. The test, the balls. Yeah. It's it's the bit underneath the balls, the the squidgy bit underneath the balls inside, and that goes back to the the spunk producing area, the prostate. Ooh. Infected? How? Nasty. How yeah. does that even happen? Well, I told him he didn't wank off. Oh, me, but, um, God! And it's surprising how how badly the Chancellor of the University can react <laughs> to such a statement. <laughs> Good old Chris Patton. Thank you very much. Thank you for Hong Kong. How's your bruised pubis? Yes. Bloody hell. <laughs> So yes, it's been it's, but we are quite an accident-prone lot, where I work. He said, not mentioning where he works because that's part of his policy. Yes, for not getting fired. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Please, nobody follow me down the Catley Road to work <laughs> to find out where I work. Well, please don't. My boiler has broken down. So today okay. it is two degrees in where I am, and okay. I am wearing woolly tights. And jeans. Mm, like Nora Batty. Yes, and jeans. Yeah. And yeah. a long sleeve top with another long sleeve top on that and a hoodie on top of that. I can't bend my elbows. I'm wearing so many clothes. <laughs> and I'm still <laughs> really, really cold. 
So I'm going to I'm going to finish yeah, this, I'm, and then I'm going to go to bed. The only part of the house that's warm no. is the dishwasher, so I might go and sit in that because that's still working. Haven't you got a hot water bottle? You can stick down your. Yes, but there's uh, no hot pudding. water, is there, you Wally? Because the boiler's broken. Oh, you mean kettle? Don't you have a kettle? Oh yes. Yes. Well, I could do that, couldn't I? Yes, I might do that. Actually, that's quite mm. nice. I won't yeah, mention it to children because they'll, it... then they'll want one, and there's only one hot water bottle, and I'm having it. <laughs> Well, children, children can stay warmer longer, can't they? Can they? I guess. Yeah. Just made I that mean, up to make me feel better. You heat, you, well, they have less surface area than larger <laughs> adult humans. We lose. No, but we do. I mean, just even if you're, you know, beautiful and svelte like what I am, with or without a bruised pubis. Uh, yeah, I think because they're small. Or is that? No, that's actually the other way around. They are. They have a larger surface area to. To volume well, I don't children. care. They're still so, not having yeah, a hot water bottle. I'll just tell them to put socks on and a hat and put them to bed. Baker foil left over from Christmas <laughs> for the turkey. Just wrap them in that. Stick, stick, <laughs> stick them on stick a low light finger through for until two the aisles. morning. Yeah. yeah, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. It's character forming. Wouldn't you see? I would just go down the pub, but there we are. <laughs> they don't let children in pubs, though. I've tried. I've tried sending them to the well, pub and they came home again. Fourteen and over. 14 and over in, in yes, certain establishments. Yes, they aren't, but anyway. <sighs> right. Oh, okay. Calls, calls, yes. calls. Okay, straight in with the calls. Yes. Well, shall we go with a jingle first? Why not? Why not? Hello, Ambridge3962. And our first caller in is Jojo Sexy Heels. Hi there, Dumpty Dummers. It's Jojo Sexy Heels here. Um, haven't called in for a few months. Um, been getting on with my love life, really. And that's brought me on to my thoughts for um, Valentine's gifts in Ambridge. So I thought that Susan might be getting Neil a set of thermals. Um, that Tony would definitely be getting Pat uh, a goat comb. I thought Toby would be buying Pip a yoga mat, because after all, she does need to relax. Um, I thought that Christopher would probably be getting Alice um, one of those little gold prayers with the um, alcohol and anonymous's um, just for today prayer on it. I thought that Will would be getting Nick um, the Tammy Wynette um, CD of Stand By Your Man. Mm -hmm. Jolene, of course, would be buying Kenton his own set of budgie smugglers. Um, I think Rex would be getting Anisha a Yankee candle because he's got absolutely zero imagination. <laughs> I think Phil will be buying Kirsty her own portable bird hide so that he can crawl in with her and, hey, tent flaps and all that. Um, Jenny Darling, of course, will be buying Brian... Um, the book How to Win Friends and Influence People. Hmm. Ed will be also buying a book for Emma. Um, I think it will be the book Time to Get Tough by a, a certain President D. Trump. Um, I think Alistair will be buying Shula a flying pan because, as we know, he has zero imagination. Uh, David will be getting Ruth uh, a naval painting for beginner's kit. And... Ian will be getting Adam um, a book of baby names. So that was my thoughts, and um, hope to catch up with you all soon. Bye for now. 
Bye. You put an awful lot of work into that. Yes. <laughs> you must have been up, up, up half the night. That's, <laughs> that's more effort. That's more effort than I've ever put into all the Valentine's days <laughs> that have been since I've existed. I, I haven't had a Valentine's card or sent one since maybe 1995. Well, why haven't you sent any? Well, because there wasn't anyone around Valentine's Day that I felt I wanted to send one to. Are you sending any this year? No. But there is, though. I sent a card this year to uh, a lovely female friend who had... Whose birthday is today, actually. But um, uh, there's no one I'm sending a Valentine's card to, no. Hmm. Why break the habit of a lifetime? It's worked for me in the past. If you want to stay single, miserable and suicidal, then, then this is the way to go about it. It really annoys me when blokes go, no one ever sends me a birthday card. And he said, do you send any? No. Well, once you know, then you won't. Oh, God. But I don't particularly want oh, of one course unless you do. it comes from the right person. Yes, you do. Anyway, you wouldn't know who it came from because it's a Valentine's card. Anyway, where's yours? You better have sent me one. You've still got my bloody birthday card sat on your desk. I haven't. I I put it in the the bin because it was embarrassingly long. It was embarrassingly late. And now I've lost your address again. You're going to have to give it to me again. But anyway, I'm not going to send it because you're not going to send me one. So I'm not going to send you one. You never know. I might just be lying. You don't tell someone you've sent them a card. You haven't got my address, you burk. I can find it from Royfield. Royfield won't have it oh, written yes, I down. Could. You'll know. You'll know when you get a big one of those big padded <laughs> satin ones, satin <laughs> cards with a teddy with, bear on it. Yes, but of course, no, it won't. It will be. It will be a. It will, it will be a satin bruised, bruised pubis <laughs> card <laughs> instead of a Valentine's card. I mean, it's sort of the same shape. God, yeah. Okay, so I. I mean, and I've always. I did. I had a girlfriend once. Yes, I did. Don't laugh at the back there. And um, her name was Seb. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived together for three and a half years. And uh, I, it was sort of student days. And um, I remember she, she, she was working. Um, and I was finishing off my last year, I think. Or maybe I was working anyway. But um, soon after leaving university. And I sent her. Some red roses to her place of work. And do you know what she did? No. A, she complained that it embarrassed her when they arrived. And B, she complained there were only six of them, not a dozen. And I thought, I just thought, that's very rude. It's very ungrateful. It is. It is. Oh, a box of chocolates for me. It's like, all right, okay. Anyway, so, I mean, that, that tells you a little bit why I'm so unromantic Mm. about these things i think romantic gestures uh, taking on from what jojo said i think true romantic gestures are not about buying gifts and getting down on one knee there's there's something more i'm more in the sort of the romantic poet style of romance you know that's going on a big adventure going it's not a you've got to buy one of those blousy shirts (laughs) that that they wear in wuthering heights writing a poem is cheap believe Buying jewellery is expensive. That's why men prefer writing poetry and then trying to make us feel bad. And that's why women prefer jewellery. Yes. yes. All right. Well, yeah. and, you know, recently, 
a woman, we were discussing engagement rings for something, not our own, but um, we were discussing what, what the usual amount of money one was supposed to spend on it. I thought it was about a month's salary. Yeah. And she said, two months' salary. Oh, yeah, no, it is, I think. Yes, I've heard that before. But if you can afford, I mean, if you live in Oxford and you spend two months' salary on an engagement ring, yeah. but you're still living in a summer house behind someone's two up, two down <laughs> on the Cowley Road, you need a, your fucking lumps feeling, don't you? <laughs> no, that is nuts. Anyway. Yes. 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 I know people who spent 150 quid from Elizabeth Duke and they are now happily divorced. <laughs> <clears throat> That's classic distraction. It's a comedy technique. You should probably take note of it. Anyway, harumph. We don't believe in Valentine's Speak Day for on yourself. this side. I do. Dum- on this side of, uh, of Dumpty Dum Towers tonight. I'm the paramilitary the wing. Branch. I like it. Um, but I do think, I think that, why is Kirsty now being arsy with Philip? Or do you think he's just being paranoid? Because he said that he asked her out. To, he asked her to go for lunch again, and she just went. And um, well, I think we're going to have to go through a load of is... boring guff, aren't we? About her saying, "Well, I don't want to get close to anybody else after Tom." Blah blah blah. Well, actually, if you if you listened to uh, uh, no, I didn't because I'm a good girl, before. and we're not allowed to mention that. Well, I'm not going to, but you might start to get an idea of why. Uh, okay. How, old, how much mm. older is he? 12 years. Is that all? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's nothing, is it, really? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, <clears throat> moving on. Um, still, yes. the old devil still has life. Anyway. Uh, right. Shall we um, move swiftly on to Ms. Blythe Spirit? Yes. Hello, Dumpty Dumpty Spirit calling. Well, I got to Friday's episode of our beloved show this week and I had to take a moment because I couldn't quite work out whether I was listening to The Archers or East Archers because I was completely taken aback by a a stand-up catfight between Emma and Nick in the Bull. And it was quite bizarre. Jolene had to pull them apart and send Nick home. Now... I don't understand this and I don't understand the portrayal of women in the show right now because <laughs> there seems to have been a huge vault fast. We've had Kirsty standing up and talking like that <laughs> in the meeting, giving two barrels to pretty much everyone there, but specifically Brian. We've had Emma rocking up at Brian's door and proceeding to lay into him over this toxic business because she's a parish councillor. <laughs> and now we've got two people who were formerly very much on the same side against their knucklehead spouses, literally tearing each other apart verbally in a pub. Are we in the bull or are we in the Queen Vic, is the question. Now, I'm not massively keen on the gendered portrayal of women in this programme. I know a lot of other people on the Twitters have made very similar comments. Um, And can it just stop, please? Can we just stop? It's not nice. You know, women are more dignified like this, and they certainly should be more dignified like this in the Archers. In other news, massively good news about the new editor. Totally pleased. Someone who is based in drama, who understands it, and hopefully we will get a brilliant, brilliant show out of it. So really, really pleased about that. Anyway, I will leave you there. 
I hope everyone's well out there in Dumpty Dum land and hopefully speak to you again soon. Cheers now. Bye. Let's not forget that this out-of-character, crazy, harpy, Harridan-style women cage-fighting scenarios all started with Jill hurling a flapjack <laughs> at, at the Cerzerers. <laughs> did it not? It did. I'd forgotten that, yes. But all, all <sighs> the women are, are, each, are, are at each other's throats. This is really... And this is something that the Archers does, isn't it? That it just... It, it, Suddenly, you realise that everyone's doing the same thing. Yeah, the, there's yeah. a group group think. So you have Susan, Susan and Linda, yep. who are hurling seven shades of kefir and at Susan each other. Susan and Helen. Yep. Oh yes, I think Helen had a point anyway. Yeah, but you know, just she, Susan always, always gets carried away. Always. She doesn't understand the employer-employee relationship, no. which is you turn up, do the fuck what they say, yes. as long as it's reasonable, up, and they ask you nicely, yeah. and then you piss off home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I generally do. Yeah, apart from pausing to injure yourself on the way in and out. Um, but yes, oh, it just—I've done worse. It just—it yeah, it, I, it. And also, I couldn't quite understand when when Nick was going. You should have heard what she said to me. Jolene, I thought nothing. she didn't say nothing. anything that bad. She just said, oh, you keep sucking up to the Aldridges, but that's because they do suck up to the Aldridges. Yeah, whereas raising yourself out of the gutter or trying to, that's... Yeah, that's, that's harsh. Horrible. That's a burn. That is, that is unacceptable. Uh, also, what was it? And, and this all started over the Mr and Mrs competition yeah. I mean who the fuck remembers Derek Beatty for a start I mean, that, <laughs> that was his name young. I was going to put him in the in the monologue um, be nice to each other <laughs> but then I just thought nobody under the age of 45 or that didn't watch BBC 2 in Border the 1970s television in will have no idea who the hell is but yes for people that don't know now you're going now you're going to wish We'd never bought this up, so I apologise in advance. It was the campest, most... It was like Horlicks Made Real. That's what it was like. It was a show called Mr and Mrs, um, hosted by a damp little man with a red face and grey hair and a Marcel wave. And he he was quite (laughs) sweet, actually, I suppose. And um, he, uh, there'd be a couple on, normally called Norman and Eileen or something, and they'd come on and then he'd say... One of them would have to go and sit in one of those things that looks like the old-fashioned hairdressers used to put over your head. So you sat there and you couldn't hear what was happening. And then he'd say, would she like to go on holiday to Scunthorpe, Skegness or Gran Canaria? (laughs) And you had to guess what your other half would say, you see. And then if you got it all right, you won a fridge freezer or something. I don't know. Yeah, and they would would then take their headphones off and come back and repeat the answer and she would say oh well I always like to go to Scunthorpe because I prefer to go to a holiday place with a part of the human body in the spelling (laughs) that's such an old joke (laughs) last year it was Cockermouth (laughs) double whammy double whammy there thank you very much Uh, Um, yes so yeah so that's what that's what that was and it was boring then for some reason they've decided to recreate it God knows why. It was why. an American show, so I'm sure yes. Witherspoon will have watched it as, a, as yeah. a young lad. Yeah. But I can't remember, remember what it's called there. The Love Match or something like that. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, oh, I've got fond memories of Derek Beatty. Have you? No, I'm sure oh. it was nice, really. 
watching it. I used to sit and watch it with my mother. Oh. That in University oh. Challenge when it was Bamba Gascoigne. And she'd say, You could do better than that, ah, Robert, she'd say. And you'd go, Yes, Mum. Yes. And she was sadly wrong. <laughs> Because here I am now. And, you know, the thing about University Challenge is I swore. I mean, I didn't you think that actually they were on, on balcony? Top of each other. So one yes, team I was did. above the other. Absolutely. Yeah. I was gutted when I found out that they weren't. And also, but yeah. that what made that worse was the young ones when they did that one where they were bashing yeah. each other on the head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Television is lies, everyone. Absolute lies. Podcasts now, are now, truth. They are. This is so truthful. Uh, the, the other point uh, Blythe Spirit raises is that we have a new editor. Yeah, well, um, we I don't. Th- absolutely the right. Does. Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Royfield still edits this. Yes. You know, he, he takes takes some of the swear words out. Some um, and put some in. To be honest. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He has a he has a large collection of files of me saying, well, whatever. Mm, anyway, um, uh, but it is really good news, and um, I have. Uh, a radio for inside a friend I was uh, WhatsApping with uh, the other day, and she said her other former radio for news free, newsreader friend, um, who used to be an actress, Alice Arnold, uh, knows him quite well from her radio for rep days, and he's bleeding good. So, yay! And a really interesting bloke, and he's gone through. I mean, and some of you might have seen some of the articles in uh, in the newspapers over the years and you can you can search for it and there was, there's a terrible story about how his his wife was was murdered um up in york um so yeah it's it's a he's a really interesting bloke we well, don't want to dwell on that too much not that i think we should hide it but you know that's not i don't think i can treat it with the gravitas it deserves after you know the frivolities that surround it but um i think we're about to sail the good ship ambridge and archers um into Slightly choppy, but exciting waters. Hmm. Don't you? Yeah. That was bollocks, that metaphor, wasn't it? I can only <laughs> apologise. <laughs> it's better than being up shit creek without a paddle, which is what it's felt like sometimes recently. Yes. But, no, know, it seems it is, to... It is, and I like... It. And there's a lot of character stuff going on. I like the yeah. Linda Susan. Mind you, we're still, we've still got the old editor, you know. At the moment, we've still got Hugh Kinnear Jones at the moment, so oh, nothing's yeah. changed Are you yet. sure he's not just being on gardening leave? <laughs> I mean, it was announced ages ago. It, yeah. Once you, once you hand your resignation in, I mean, you're, you're already care. clearing your Don't desk, care. aren't you? Yes. working out what you're going to need. You've had a rummage through the stationery cabinet, taking all the sellotape, and off you go. Um, yeah. I think... Uh, yeah, I, I, I really love the bits between Linda and Susan. I really like... Um, I love the way Jenny is completely failing to handle this <laughs> very well at all. <laughs> the uh, the whole thing, and um, I'm quite liking the Alice, the ambigu- ambiguity over the Alice story. Yeah, I'm slightly worried that um, the co- she is going to get in trouble at work because it's being been heavily, it is being heavily signposted. But I'm slightly worried that it's going to go down a nasty route. Do you know nasty. what I mean? I'm, I'm worried. Well, as in. I'm, I hope it isn't that she gets tiddly and then is attacked by someone at work at one of these social do's. Oh, that Aaron chap. Well, the, yeah, I don't yeah. know because, because, we, because had all the, that... we had all the stuff with Rob, didn't we, about consent and all yeah. that. So I'm not sure mm. we'd do that again. But, I mean, she could be... She could be pre- if she slept with him, she could be pregnant. Can't we cope with another pregnant woman in Ambridge? Um... 
Yeah, but there's de- yeah, we're we're heading into um alcohol alcoholic territory, aren't we? And there's going to be obviously just going to be some sort of intervention or something. Yeah, like you said last week, and then she go, oh yes, put a cork back in it, yeah. and it'll never yeah, be mentioned yeah, yeah, again. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, well, there we are. Okay. Who's next? Oh, it's uh, Monsieur with the spoon. Greetings, Lucy, Royfield, or Robert, Millie Bell, and all of them <laughs> around the world. It's with a spoon without Angus Haggis, as I'm in sunny and warm Florida visiting my mom for the weekend. First, a brief thought about the Grundy feud. It's hard to believe that Will was once in love with Emma. Although he's tried to bury his anger at her, it still burns deeply. We have the makings of a Shakespearean tragedy here. Now, my second and longer pontification. Last week, Lucy thought that Alice's alcohol abuse storyline would come to a quick head and then be wrapped up neat and tidy-like. I am going to disagree, noting that rates of relapse for alcohol and drug abuse are very high, especially with the first attempt at getting sober. Alice drinks when she celebrates, she drinks when she is sad, she drinks when she is mad, and she drinks when she is nervous. She's in denial about her problem drinking, and Chris is being a bit of an enabler, which is not unusual at this stage. Is their marriage destined to survive? I'm not so sure, considering how young they were when they got hitched. So I think this is going to be a long and messy ordeal, with many unhappy ramifications. It will be like watching a car crash in slow motion. (laughs) Speaking of which, my hunch is that it was Alice behind the wheel of the vehicle that clipped Matt. Whatever happened to that police investigation and many others, where have you gone, Harrison Burns? If it was Alice and she was found guilty, it would mean a long jail sentence. So perhaps not. Oh, boy, I'm all doom and gloom today. So I think I'll head to the pool and have a cocktail. Will it be a mimosa or a Bloody Mary? Talk to you all soon. Why can't it be both? That's my answer. Um... (laughs) I was thinking, bloody hell, with a spoon, you, you're dragging me down here. But um, thankfully, he realised that in the end. Um, gosh. Well, as far as answering uh, what happened to Harrison Burns, I did notice that um, our friend of the show, sort of, um, Monsieur Cartwright, uh, was tweeting, who plays Monsieur Burns. Yeah. Why am I using the French? I have no idea. I, I should shut up, shouldn't I, about that? Mister, um, who plays that? He was tweeting and saying he was back in the studio with yeah. uh, uh, and with uh, Jana Van Kampen, and uh, they they'd been out for a bit of a uh, a meal and a, a drink. Yes, afterwards. I saw. Oh, yes. <laughs> we won't start any rumours on Dumpty Dum, will we? <laughs> Never. Uh, so, so they are they are coming back into the show, but it'll yeah. all be about decorating and putting a new yes. staircase and landing carpet yes. in, and not being able to find the right antique stair rods. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, I think that if if they do have an alcohol problem storyline, they are going to they are going to treat it properly, a bit like Rob and Helen, aren't they? It is going to be a slow burn. It's interesting what, you... what Witherspoon said, though, when, you know, because it, it, uh, he is, he is um, 
uh, Christopher is enabling at the moment because he's trying to yeah. protect Alice from the criticism. And uh, you can tell Susan's antenna are already twitching because she's saying, yeah. was it hangover? Was she drunk again? She, it's bad. Alcohol is bad for migraines and all this stuff. Mm. And he's going, no, no, she's fine. She's fine. And he knows exactly what's happening. And he's kind of, you know, just sort of smoothing it over because he can't bear to hear um her being criticized but it's uh yeah it's it i i hope that it, it is it is handled sensitively i mean there's a lot of stuff in the news about about the rates of, of alcoholism along among young women rising mm. dramatically and somehow they think that wine isn't alcohol <laughs> you know <it's, laughs> but i've only had a few i only have a glass of wine in the evening but you know if your glass of wine is the size of a bucket on a stem then you know that's quite a lot um mm. uh i yeah i can't really see there's got there's got to be some sort of denouement because they, they can't just sort of carry on like this there's got to be some sort of um crunch point hasn't there where either she's yeah, called. I doing think something. that will come. I really, work, I, but she didn't sound because sh- everybody else they set it up very, very nicely because everybody else sounded sheepish as anything after the mat, uh, in the mat uh, yeah. crash. Alice was about the only person that sounded completely perky and blameless. So if it was her, then that was a huge red herring, massive. Because you know, yeah, Nick well, sounded a bit dodgy. She said, "Well, it, I was she? rushing to get back." Oh, she was sorry. Oh gosh! No, I th- I went. I can't remember what I said. I said she didn't. She. What do you think that she didn't even know she'd knocked him over? I mean, she couldn't. I can't imagine Alice. No, but somebody that got she'd... out, didn't they? And looked yeah. at him, and then got back in. I yeah. mean, it's not something that you wouldn't know you'd done. And yeah. and and she, you know, I don't think she's that sort of person that she could just blithely ignore it. I mean, she went. She no. completely beat herself up when she accidentally let it slip. That Pip, when she found out that Pip was pregnant. Yeah. You yeah. know, the, if she if she'd casually backed over somebody, I'm sure I'm sure that would kind of you know. <laughs> well, it wasn't casually, and there was a hell of a wheel spin when she yeah, took off. Yeah, exactly. Give her a moment's thought. Mm. You see, if I were if I were uh, so inclined, I'd go back and I'd. I'd analyze the audio to work out what kind of a car it is because knowing the archers they would be using a sound effect of the the correct type of car and then we work out who it was i think it could still be someone it's it's still going to be someone on on matt's darker side although speaking of matt i was really hoping that when brian um, when Brian was denied Borsetshire Businessman of the Year, that we would cut to the, the town hall or wherever the ceremony was taking place or some local hotel, and it would it be announced. Matt Crawford. Matt Crawford. <laughs> <laughs> and direct Come from up, Panama, Matt. Ecuador, right, or some dodgy <laughs> South American country. <laughs> Back to collect his suitcases from, from the soft drink store at the ball. Now that would have been I would have uh, very much enjoyed that. <laughs> anyway, I th- I think he's right though that, that there's going to be a slow burn and it will and you've got to have consequences to this. I know you know I drink quite a lot. Um and I used to drink a lot more than I do and I used to dr- I guess I used to drink a bottle of wine a day. Blimey. In the evening. Easily done. 
Yeah. It's only, you know, it's only an hour and a half steady work when you're eating. <laughs> you, so you, you, you pour a glass when you come. It's that thing. You come in through the door, open the fridge or go to the wine rack. Oh, I'm getting a flashback now. And, um, and you know, you have a glass as you're preparing supper and then you sit down. So that's, yeah, that, that's a, a fifth of a, gla- a bottle of wine. You have another one or two with that and then you sit down in front of the telly and you know, by the time you're going to bed, you've, you've, you've finished the bottle, haven't you? Yeah. Hmm. So maybe, maybe they, should, they should start selling wine and good wine in supermarkets in smaller bottles. So and that people would just you buy don't more feel of you them. have to finish it. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of the Robert Wilson show. Should we go back to Dumpty Dum? <laughs> <laughs> I'll get off the couch. Witherspoon's supposed to be the one that, that I think it's, sits next to a couch, not you. I think it was interesting what he said about mm. um, Alice drinks when she's anxious. She drinks when she's happy. She drinks yep. when she's sad. <laughs> Yep. She basically drinks to blunt emotion, doesn't she? Yeah, they're mood, she... mood modifiers. And I wrote when he yeah. said that, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> and I did think, and, uh, and recently I've come home and I have, I have been drinking in the week recently and I usually don't. I'm not drinking uh, now. It's only social occasions that warrant it that I, I drink during the week now. Hmm. It could be Alice. Obviously talking. Fridays don't count as the week, but there we are. And sometimes Mondays, Tuesdays, no. Gosh, you can keep all this in. I I don't care. We're going to. We're going to become (laughs) your online support group. Shall we have the ads now? Yes. Oh, there's some emails, though. Should we do that first? Oh, sorry, yes. Uh, We've got a famous grouse ad. We've got a Lambrini ad. (laughs) And we've got Smirnoff coming up later. Lambrini. (laughs) Leslie Greaves said the proliferation of baby stories is getting ridiculous. Here, here. Pip, Toby, Adam and Ian all work full time. There's no Mm -hmm. thought that a baby might need a bit of time and attention. Pip gets up to milk cows at five in the morning and Ian works shifts. They don't seem to think it will make any difference to their lives. Bit sick of this storyline, to be honest. The surrogacy is just unbelievable. And surely we can have one female character who doesn't want a baby. Very true, Leslie. And yes, you're absolutely right, obviously, about about they're all working so hard. Pip's still in total denial about who is going to look after this thing. But she clearly just thinks, you know, it takes a village to raise a child. And anyway, I'm going to be in the milking shed if you need me. And, you know, <laughs> she's not <laughs> going to, you know, engage properly with it. Um, yeah. Who and Helen has yeah. emailed to say... It occurred to me tonight, as I slowed down driving through a small Suffolk village, that since Tiger was mown down on the road into out of Ambridge, there hasn't been one speed watch session in the village. So rather than campaigning for safer driving through Ambridge, were the villagers actually auditioning for the hit and run driver? (laughs) Oh, that's very good. I like that. (laughs) Now. Very smart. This is from Madison. Hello, Dumpty Dummers everywhere. My name's Maddie and I live in Wellington, New Zealand. Maybe I'm the furthest listener away, but I'm originally from the UK. I've been listening to the Archers for about four years and Dumpty Dum for a few months. I think that Alice has cheated on Chris with the Aaron guy from her work. I thought that her constant complaining about him indicated that she was thinking about it and felt guilty. Yup. 
I agree. Yep. Thursday's episode confirmed it for me when Chris said that she'd stayed at her friends after the work due. I think she and Chris will get divorced. She would also lose her job due to her behaviour. This will mean she has to admit she has an alcohol problem and seek help. I don't think Jenny Darling will be pleased. She'll have her and Lillian both climbing in the white wine fridge. This one might be a bit far-fetched, but I also think that Neil is suffering from severe poisoning from the am. He started feeling unwell after having to round up Tom's pigs in the rain and mud. I'm not sure if we'd have got close to the am, but as there are probably other dangerous chemicals that leaked into the river, I don't think it's a coincidence that he got ill when he did. Sorry this was so long. Don't apologise. I was with you up until Neil and the am. Yes. Um, because I, I think it, because it was flu, <laughs> not flu. Yes. He had a cold yeah. and he didn't have any stomach upset. I mean, the poisoning thing, you wouldn't have the symptoms of, um, a cold. Uh, it would be stomach upsets or rashes or something like that, wouldn't it? Um, it might be dre- hmm. breathing problems, but it wasn't that good. He yeah. was just, it wasn't anything like that. He was just really tired and. And yeah. feeling his age and probably a bit bored of pigs. Uh, because who wouldn't be? Although I love pigs and I would happily work with pigs. But um, yes, I and do. probably a bit fed <laughs> Have you seen students these days? Sleep. Goodness me, <laughs> filthy beggars. Um, but yes, and also we must never forget that he also has to live with Susan, which must take it out of you one oh, way or the God. other. Um, so yes, but I completely, I totally agree about Alice. Uh, and uh, Chris and mm. yes and I am looking forward to the Aldridge family in its entirety completely collapsing <laughs> oh yes there isn't what I mean yeah, yeah there's, there's going to be turmoil isn't there from, from all angles this whole thing is going to turmoilize if that's a word it's not a real word I know that but yeah it, there's going to be an implosion and an explosion at the same time. And I'm not sure whether they'll cancel each other out or make it so much worse. <laughs> I don't really understand the physics. There's going to be a huge shake-up, isn't there? Because the Aldridge's just got way, way, way too cosy. And, you know, uh, uh, home farms had... I mean, sorry, Brookfield's had its wobble about mm. the um, moving to um, some ridiculous place in the northeast, And... Yep. Uh, Bridge Farm had Handy its Hawk. wobble with with, Hel- with Handy Hawk, yeah, and um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Handy Job, yes. <laughs> we're, um, and the other lot, Bridge Farm, they they've they've lurched from crisis to crisis over the last two years. They've now settled, so now you know the moving finger having written moves on. We've got to find somewhere else now, haven't we? So home, mm. uh, home farm, we have them yeah. in our sights. I was surprised they've remembered they're going to build that cheese centre. I thought yes. they conveniently forgot that. I mean, that's a massive white <laughs> elephant. I mean, that will be the next Bridge Farm white elephant cheese. It, that yeah. will be the next product they market. I mean, that's just ridiculous. No one... Yeah. A multi-million pound cheese-making education centre. I think I've ranted on about this when it was first... Uh, I know, first I know. Proffered. What a load of rubbish. They can't even sell a bottle of kefir and they're going to open <laughs> as an education centre. <laughs> God, bloody hell. <laughs> and Susan, do you think Susan's going to work at this new uh, pig thing? I think Susan and Neil will go and be be pig scrubbers or whatever, pig managers up at the uh, the new. Place. Yeah, I think um, Neil will get uh, the man uh, will get the manager's job um, mm. and go and work for Justin. Um, 
I think he will. Yes, he'll be. He'll be. He'll do that. And and I think someone said that last week. I can't remember who. Um, he'll be ideally suited to do that. It makes Susan very happy that he's but a manager. Susan will, Susan will go for some other job, whether it's there or yeah. or elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. she will. She will take a fall because you know Susan's ideal says, job would be uh, Donald Trump's press secretary. I can absolutely see her standing on that podium, lying her ass off to protect somebody who she sees as, you know, powerful that she can suck up to. And yes, absolutely. That's her ideal job. Oh, I can picture it now. Yes. It doesn't take much imagination, does it? No, it really doesn't. We should have some adverts or something, shouldn't we? We should. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're listening to this podcast, you're most probably listening through a pair of headphones, which means I have the perfect sponsor with the perfect product for you. It's Studio, and they want to revolutionize the way people see headphones. Generally, fashionable headphones tend to lack the proper sound quality and the high-tech ones are bulky and not design-orientated. Studio bridge that gap while emphasizing sleek, modern Scandinavian design. To get a 15% discount on any of their wares, go to studiosweden.com, which is spelled S-U-D-I-O Sweden.com, and simply put in the code DTD when purchasing a pair of headphones. Look what free speech has gotten you, right? And, and if free speech is going to bring a Hitler to power, are you still going to defend the rights of those people to speak? 
If you talk about the things that affect your daily life. The secret to being a good actor. I don't really care, actually, whether Britain remains Britain. His dad was actually murdered in front of him. Marine Le Pen has changed the Front National. If it's like kind of like a documentary investigative reporting serialized true crime, it often gets into questions about the justice system or the media. In an uncertain world, there's always music which can be listened to in good company. Welcome to Friday 15, the show where we speak to friends and interesting people, the backdrop of great tunes, and allocate 15 minutes to vote. Good question. Really good question. Hi, this is Lucy, and you're listening to Walkie Talkie. Every day, I walk my dog in and around Epping Forest, and there's a regular group of dog walkers that uh, catch up with each other, and... The group of us, you know, we're from all kinds of different backgrounds. The one thing we have in common is that we all have dogs, obviously. And I sort of came up with the idea of recording these conversations because there's something quite confessional about walking side by side with somebody. There's no eye contact. You can just plod along. You know the names of their dog. You quite often don't know their name. You definitely don't know their surname. And uh, it's just a very odd little hour out of the day and you can get some really startling insights into people's lives because they know that you don't have a relationship with them outside of the dog and also if things get a bit you know emotional or a bit too close you can distract yourself with whatever the dog's doing or you get quite close to people in a remote way it's an intriguing sort of mixture with people's permission obviously I started recording some of the conversations and it sort of grew and now people ask if they can come on the walk even though they don't have a dog because I think they just like the space to talk so this is walkie talkie I hope you enjoy it and I'll see you in the forest and now it's time to get the lowdown from down under on the social media it's Millie Bell G'day everyone. Really busy on the forum again, which has been lovely to watch, and Jacqueline Bursho has started a thread called No, 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 Not Neil, which you need to get involved in. I'm also delighted to say that the wonderful Mike Hatton uh, responded to my appeal that someone count up Right You Are's and Hello You Too's. He's, I didn't like to name him, but he came to my rescue, and so from now on he's going to let us know every month how many Right You Are's and how many Hello You Too's there. <laughs> Are. And for January, we had three right you are's and two hello you twos, which is, I still think that's quite a lot. It doesn't sound like a lot, but I think that's a lot for one month of um, the scripts. On Facebook page, we have been, uh, we discussed a plot prediction from Dumpty Dumber Gordon who said Lexi will get pregnant but it won't work but at the same time she will get pregnant with Roy we'll spend the next three months guessing whether Roy or Adam and Ian will be the rightful father that attracted a lot of attention so if you'd like to get involved in that then you really must go to the Facebook page and it's great to see people getting involved so not all the questions come from me um also we wonder whether Neil was going to be offered the job as manager or consultant of Justin's pig unit and how stoked would Susan be Dan Lord said definitely what I was thinking tonight the illness that some were thinking might finish off Neil is his reason for hanging up his wellies and taking a cushy management job. He's the best pig man in Borsetshire. (laughs) Hannah May reminded us that uh, Emma would be very annoyed and Robin Winning Winning said how delicious would it be 
to watch Neil and Susan rising in the ranks, even as Brian and Jennifer experience their downfall. I love that Machiavellian thought. Uh, we also discussed the fact that we um, had the uh, vision uh, of Neil in the bath and <laughs> now we had this week also Toby in his budgie smugglers. So we put out a plea to the scriptwriters, no more mental images like this. And there was a general discussion about this. And then Martin Lightburn re- reminded us, not forgetting Jill's see-through swimsuit last year, <laughs> I think my red line will be Lillian going for a bajazzle. Oh, no. <laughs> and Becky Land said, I fear this gratuitous nudity is just the start of a disturbing trend. Scriptwriters have plans for a hot tub for home farm. <laughs> Sarah Palmer apparently had to explain to her kids what budgie smugglers were, uh, which is hilarious <laughs> because in Australia we had a prime minister that used to wear them. Uh, well, no, I'm sure he still wears them, but he used to be prime minister, Tony Abbott, so we <laughs> definitely know what they are. But Susan Busley reminded us that we'd only just got over Sid and Jolene's shower scene, and I said... No, I haven't. <laughs> we also discussed um, that something is obviously going on with Alice. There's a very long thread there about that. I'd love people to get involved because there's all sorts of ideas on there about what might be happening. Um, some people have been suggesting that she might be leaving uh, Ambridge. Not sure why they think that. Some people thinking that something is going to happen at work and uh, there's going to be some industrial issue, maybe sexual harassment or the like. And um, other people thinking that uh, they're setting her up so that we won't like her when she's in this new position, whatever that is. So, again, would love you to get involved with that discussion because that was really robust. We did put up a link for the uh, Jeremy Howe announcement, so I'm sure that Roy Field and uh, Lucy are going to talk about that. And then, finally, we discussed who Susan's next employer might be. Joanne Smith suggested that Susan buys in goat's milk to make kefir in little pots from home, sells them in the village shop and specialty shops in Felpersham. Uh, Everyone loves it and wants to pay her top dollars for it. Um, Andrew Melling suggested that Rex isn't doing geese anymore. He keeps goats at Hollow Tree instead and together they build a goat kefir empire. Susan is awful, but the way Tom and Helen have been so condescending to her when she has made valid suggestions has got my goat. Mm. And the pun was apparently intended. <laughs> and Andrea predicts that Tom and Helen blow the land money on their business failures and would love to see Susan make a mint off an idea they rejected. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and Leonie Beavers also suggested that had no idea but could see Lexi replacing her at Bridge Farm. Um, and I'm going to give the final message to Glyn Fullerlove, who suggested she might end up in the chicken factory with Emma. But she is management material, Glyn, so she could be a manager in the chicken factory. There's always hope. Anyway, busy, busy, busy. Looking forward to seeing you on the forum or talking to you on Facebook. But until next week, from Witherspoon, sometimes Mark and myself, hooroo! I can certainly see Susan, Susan as head of giblets at the chicken factory, can't you? <laughs> Do you know who I'd, I'd like to see Jennifer working in the chicken factory? Oh, yes. She could be um, processing the, the, the arseholes, couldn't she? Yes. Excellent. <laughs> Whatever you do to a, a chicken's cloaca. That's the second week running I've used the word cloaca on Dumpty Dum, I think. Or was it the week <laughs> before? <sighs> um, <laughs> right, shall we? Can we do tweets of the week now? Go on then, let's do Tweets of the Week. Elg Emma 1 said, 
I am hoping and praying that Pip ends up with terrible hemorrhoids. (laughs) (laughs) Worcester Yokel. Uh, Someone said, why does Shula always sound so miserable? And Worcester Yokel, within about a second and a half, replied, because she has come to the existential realisation that her life has been one long generator of misery and boredom for herself and those around her. Hashtag the archers. Um, Jane, Jane Calvley said, I have never been so annoyed that I've cleaned one fridge, never mind two. I am too busy attacking patriarchy and feudalism. Very good, Jane. Loma Lindy 12 said, I would only be persuaded to go to aquafit classes with Toby if I could throttle him with his own goggles. And Tweet of the Week is Magnetic Flea. This is just such a lovely image. I can see Brian forced into retirement, running board meetings in the shed with Rory's old soft toys. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> can you imagine oh my goodness I, I can see it now I know I can see yeah I can see you'd have see a little pretend gavel as... wouldn't you right yep. yes um <laughs> any other business what about you Teddy no <laughs> <laughs> oh that's really I feel I a bit teary just thinking about that that's <laughs> Oh, uh, it's me. If you would like to help keep our little show on the road, there are two ways this can be done. You can donate by hitting the donate button on the site or you can sponsor us via patreon.com. And remember, to get in contact, you can send us a voice message via SpeakPipe on the website or call 0203 0313105. That's 0203 0313105 to leave a message. You can find Royfield and Lucy at Dumpty Dum. That's at Dumpty Dum, all one word. And Lucy is at Lucy V. Freeman. I can be found at Naked Fingers on Twitter. I think that was pretty good this week. Yeah. Don't you? I enjoyed that. Good. Yeah. Yes. Hmm. I hope I would you have lot did as well. If I had been warmer. Oh yes. Well. Yes. You could do. You could do with Nail and I and, and huddle round a cigarette, couldn't you? Yes. And wear my wear wear my coat inside. Flap around in that big black coat like Nail does. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that image is just too perfect. Well, I hope you get your boiler fixed. Has has your man been round? Has Philip Moss been round to? Um, yeah, no, Philip to... Moss is apparently coming tomorrow. Oh, but they okay. said sometime between eight and one, which is just well, eight o'clock in the morning and one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, probably yes, which is yeah. just fantastically helpful. It's a good job you don't have a proper job, really. I know. It? It's a good job I don't have a life or anything, indeed, to do at all. But if you weren't freelance, I mean, you'd have to take the morning off work, wouldn't you? I know. I know. It's or just phone ridiculous. in sick. This whole country is built around, is posited around the, 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 the belief that nobody has a job. And the internet's supposed to have made that better. And very and soon, Brexit's going to make that a yeah. reality. <laughs> going to make that happen <sighs> anyway I shall stop all moaning right. I shall go off and okay. throw another chair leg on the fire mother alright then okay thank you Pam bye <laughs> bye mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? 
Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.